Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our devotional study series in the book of Psalms. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham. And we'd love for you to join us over there. So this morning, as we carry on through our uh, devotional series in the Psalms, I'm going to be reading Psalm 98 for us. So Psalm 98 says this, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has performed wonders. His right hand and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. Let the whole earth shout to the Lord. Be jubilant, shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and melodious song. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord our King. Let the sea and all that fills it, the world and all those who live in it resound. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. I wonder, what causes praise to bubble up in you, to bubble up and over? You know, what what causes you to get to the point where you, you just need to sing to God, where you just need to make some noise to God? I think often... When we um, give thanks to God, when we do get to that point of bubbling over, we tend to thank him for things that he's done in our lives, things that we've prayed for that he's answered, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's not wrong to, to thank God and praise God for the good things he does for us. That's, that's good and that's proper. And in fact, loads of the Psalms are the psalmist reflecting on how God has delivered them from from something specific to them in some way. So that's that's uh, no problem. But what I, I would say is that this psalm could be written by anyone, sung by anyone. This is not a psalm that's about something specific that God's done in our lives. This is about something that God has done. This is a psalm to sing whether life is going terribly or going swimmingly. Because what this psalm calls us to do is to look up. Higher than our own problems, higher than our own joys, even the things that we're loving in life, and just be reminded that God is on the throne. And that is always cause for rejoicing. So so that's my, my call and my challenge for us all this morning, is to look up and to see God on the throne. And now, as is classic with the Psalms, uh, this is a, a prophecy, and it's looking forward to when Jesus would come and complete his, his work. Not just his death and resurrection, but even the work that he's doing now, even the work he's doing to bring God's kingdom on the earth uh, further. And so th- th- this psalm is actually the psalm that inspired the song Joy to the World. Now, it always, uh, I, I 
I say it every Christmas, but that's not actually a Christmas song, George of the World. We sing it at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas song. That's actually a song written about Jesus coming back to the earth that he has saved. It's about him coming back to a saved earth. You know, no more let uh, uh, thorns and thistles infect the ground, for instance. Uh, he comes to make his, his mercies known as far as the curse is found. This is about the whole of creation being brought back to Christ. It's about his second coming, not his first coming. And and so, uh, but anyway, the point is that this is the this is the psalm that inspired that song, and and this psalm really is about the same things. This is a, a coronation psalm. This is kind of a psalm in light of what Jesus has accomplished now that he is king over all the earth because of what he's done. So how has he done this? How has he come become the king? Well, he's become king by dying to deal with sin to bring us back to him. He has defeated the powers of death, sin, and Satan. And so in verse 2 we read, The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. How did he defeat sin, death? It wasn't by just wiping them under the carpet and saying, oh, it doesn't matter. No, he defeated them by making his righteousness known, by dying in sinners' places, in the sinner's place. That's what we read in Romans 3, that he has made his righteousness known by dying for sinners. So he has made his victory known through his righteousness. You know, I, I love what it says here about he's revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Well, how do the nations know about this? Through his church. Yeah, that, that's really profound that we actually get to take part in this uh, making the nations know of the Lord's victory. He makes his uh, victory known through his people. You know, this is why we have the Great Commission to go forth into all nations, to, to teach the nations, to disciple the nations, so that they may know the Lord's victory. And why has he done this? Because of his love for us. Yeah, verses 3 to 6. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. Let the whole earth shout to the Lord. Be jubilant, shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, uh, with the lyre and the melodious song, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord, our King. It's, it's, it's an amazing call that we're called to do, that we, the church, are called to be proclaiming and singing and making known God's victory. We are God's witnesses to go into the world and proclaim that victory, to share the wonderful good news that he has conquered and that he is on the throne. This is cause for jubilance. You know, I think sometimes as Christians, we can get quite used to the simple fact that God has won the battle. We can sometimes, it becomes kind of a, a just a phrase we use, oh, God is still on the throne, without realising the kind of the massive impact that has. No, God is on the throne. This is fresh every day. Every day is a cause for a new song to be sung. Like it says in verse 1, sing a new song to the Lord. And every day, that is the stamp that lies over whatever hardship we're going through. God is on the throne. He has won the victory. This psalm has no um, specificity to one person. It isn't specific to one person who can say, in my life, God is on the throne. No, this is a this is a psalm for everyone to be singing. This is a, a universal charge to all people, no matter your situation, 
praise the Lord. He is on the throne. He has won the war. He is king. This psalm is not about who I am or what's happened to me. This is about what God deserves because of what God has done. What he, what he has done and, and who he is makes him worthy of worship. What he's done makes him worthy of worship because he has won the battle, but who he is makes him worthy of worship because he is the king. You know, beyond beyond just the, the good things that he does for us, which, as I say, is, is a great thing to praise him for, but um, beyond those, this is about just his goodness full stop. This is about his goodness all the time, everywhere, for everyone. This is why we see in verses 7 to 9, the sea praises him. The world and all who are in it praise him. The rivers clap their hands. The mountains shout together for joy before the Lord. Wow, everything is told to praise him. The mountains and the rocks, everything is praising the Lord. All creation is called to praise him because he is king over all creation. So this psalm today, as I, as I say, is calling us to look up, to lift our eyes to the throne and see that the Lord is seated there and he has won the victory and I think that is an amazing encouragement for all of us no matter what situation we're in it's not saying that our situations are insignificant to God but it is saying that God has the final word over all of them he is the king let's make his victory known in the sight of all the nations let's let's pray as we finish heavenly father we thank you that you are on the throne we thank you that you are king that you have the victory and Lord, I pray that as we relish in that truth, as we, um, as we seek to lose any kind of over-familiarity with that truth, that we would be your ambassadors, that we would be your witnesses, that we would make known the power of our King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.